The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, right here on Voice America, America's Voice. Well, today I'm really honored to have on a leading personality in the personal growth and contemporary spirituality movement. Her name is Arielle Ford. And she has, for the past 25 years, been living, teaching, and promoting consciousness through all forms of media. She's a relationship expert, speaker, blogger for the Huffington Post, and producer and host of Evolving Wisdom's Art of Love series. Arielle is a gifted writer. She's the author of 10 books, including the international bestseller, The Soulmate Secret, Manifest the Love of Your Life with the Law of Attraction. She's been called the Cupid of Consciousness and the Fairy Godmother of Love. And the website is the Soulmate Secret or SoulmateSecret.com. We are talking today about Ariel's brand new book, Hot Off the Press, called Turn Your Mate into Your Soulmate, a practical guide to happily ever after. Welcome, Ariel. Thank you, Patricia. <laughs> I want to let the audience know also that I have taken your course, The Soulmate Secret, more than once, and it is, it's wonderful and special and so helpful. So I want you to give a testimony for that. Oh, thank you. Good. All right. So first question, why should you turn your mate into your soulmate? <laughs> well, you know, if you want to have a long, happy marriage, it helps to be married to your soulmate. <laughs> So um, there's lots of little things that you can do to really improve a relationship. If you're willing to commit a little time and energy and intention onto it, and what happens with a lot of people is when you ask them, well, what's the most important thing in your life? They'll say it's their relationship. But if you actually examine their life and where they put their energy and their time, their relationship usually isn't even in the top five. Uh-huh. So that's, you know, a lot of people are walking around thinking that maybe the grass is greener somewhere else. Maybe I'm not really married to my soulmate. Maybe I could do better. When the truth is they probably are married to someone who has great soulmate potential. They're just not investing, you know, enough energy into the relationship to really make it sing. Yeah. And also, I mean, 50% of first marriages end in divorce, right? 67% yeah. of second marriages and 74% of third marriages. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, the statistics are not good for you. If you're, if you're in, a, you know, in a marriage that isn't working and you think you're just going to bail out and think the next one will be better, uh, statistically, that's not what happens. So you're better off really, if you once really loved somebody, you know, if you were in love with them and you chose to marry them, and things have gone off course, which they do, that's normal, as long as there isn't any 
really bad behavior, abuse, or addiction at play, chances are you can reignite and re-envision the relationship mm-hmm. that you have. And, and you are married to your soulmate, Ariel. Yes, I am. But even, even marrying your soulmate is no guarantee of success because, as you know, Patricia, I was a first-time bride at 44. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And, you know, suddenly I'm married to this guy that I believe in every cell of my body is my soulmate, but we're having issues. And what I quickly discovered was that I had no partnership skills. I was really good at being the boss. I was really used to running a <laughs> successful business. But you don't run a marriage the way you run a business, you know? And so I had to really commit myself to becoming a student of love to learn how to grow and nurture this soulmate relationship into something that worked for both of us. You know, fortunately, Brian came in to the relationship having a lot of good skills, but I had none, so I was the one who had to do a lot of work. Yeah, interesting. And But also, um, you know, how do you know if you're with your soulmate? And I guess the question is, we all have differences, correct? There are so many differences with partners, which I yeah, think... There's, um, there's a lot of research on this. There's a, a guy named Dr. John Gottman at the University of Washington who is considered one of the world's leading experts on marriage research. And he has discovered that every couple, not just some, but every single couple has a minimum of nine irreconcilable differences. Mm. So these are things you're never, ever, ever, ever going to agree on, ever. So what do you do with that? Well, you learn really great communication skills, and you learn how to come up with creative solutions, and you learn to speak to each other with love and kindness and respect, Mm -hmm. because you aren't going to agree on everything. Yeah. You talk in your book, I love it, about uh, Wabi Sabi Love and about how you use this code name, and the code name helped you and your husband communicate, um, you know, when you had differences. Yeah. Yeah. so one day I was standing in front of Brian and we were arguing about something. Actually, we weren't really arguing. I was standing there with my left hand on my left hip and my right index finger in his face, <laughs> wagging it around, carrying on about God knows what. And I caught myself and I stopped and I was really sort of appalled at my behavior. And I said to him, you know, the next time this happens and Unfortunately, there's probably going to be a next time. Could you just kindly, sweetly say to me, oh, when did Sheila enter the room? Now, Sheila is my mother's name, and I love my mother to death, but she can be very bossy and very overbearing, as can I. And Brian was great. He got it instantly, and he said, yes. And the next time I'm you know, too patronizing, you can call me Wayne. That was his dad's name. So what we did, essentially, was we stopped the potential for World War III, came up with these cute and funny code names to bring attention to the fact that we, one of us or both of us were behaving badly. Yeah. So, and you're also bringing humor into it, too, Ariel. So you're, you're cutting all that tension, correct? Yeah, because we were laughing because it was funny, you know. It was like, oh, yeah. And, and we still to this day do it. Not as often now because we've really, you know, we just celebrated our 18th anniversary. We've really oh. worked through a lot of stuff. Oh, but, you know, it was an easy fix rather than, you know, me being a bitch, right, and then him getting defensive or, or 
snapping at me. He could just laugh at me and say, oh, I see Sheila's here. Or if he's up on his soapbox about something, you know, rattling on, I can just go, hey, look who's in the room. It's Wayne. And then we crack up and it's over instantly. And done, yeah. Now, we've been talking a lot about soulmate. Your books are about soulmate. What is a soulmate? Is this like, you know, the prince that walks off, takes us into the sunset? What's a soulmate? Well, you know, there's a couple of definitions. My favorite one is that a soulmate is first and foremost somebody with whom you can completely be yourself. Somebody with whom you share unconditional love. And when you look into their eyes, you have the experience of being home. So that's the basic definition. And that definition fits more than just a romantic partner. That could be your parents, your kids, your siblings, your best friends, your coworkers, even your cats and your dogs. Interesting. So the truth is we all have lots of soulmates in our lives. When it comes to romantic soulmate, though, you want to have those feelings, plus you want them to have the ability to be your lifelong partner. So just because they feel like a soulmate doesn't necessarily mean they're a good partner for you Mm. because you need connection and communication and compatibility Mm -hmm. and chemistry. But a soulmate will help you grow, correct? Even if they're not with you forever, you're going to grow with a soulmate. Yes, absolutely. That's the, the true purpose of a soulmate relationship is so that you can heal at the deepest levels. So they will come with the playbook to push all your buttons. Mm. You know, there's no avoiding that. There's no like, oh, he's going to ride up on a white horse and know exactly what I want and give it to me all the time and we'll live happily ever after. That's a myth. Mm. That doesn't exist. That is not real mature adult love, which actually brings me to another point because so many people are stuck in what they think love is. Mm. So they think that love is a feeling. I know that I love you because I feel it. Mm-hmm. Now, what they're really talking about is lust or being in love, which is a chemical reaction. It's actually nature's trick. When we are in love with somebody, our brain is cascading hormones and chemicals like uh, dopamine and adrenaline and oxytocin, mm-hmm. and we're in this honeymoon phase that only lasts 6 to 18 months. No, I didn't know but, that. Yes, it's it. That's all it lasts for everybody. And then you're stuck with the real person, the person that you need to really like a lot and then choose to love because love is a behavior. It's a practice. It's a choice. It's a decision. But after that 18 months, though, you can still have the chemistry. You will definitely still have the chemistry and it will come and go. It won't be consistent. There will be days when you totally don't like your soulmate, right? There'll be days when you're highly annoyed, frustrated, disappointed, angry. And the thing to remember is that's normal. What isn't normal is to not speak up, to let it fester, and to let it get worse and worse until one day you just walk out with all your feelings and emotions unexpressed. So, so having said everything you've said about the soulmate, then how do you know if you're with your soulmate, Ariel? Here's how you know. Okay, I'm going to tell you exactly how you know. So, before you say yes to a wedding... You want to make sure that you've been together in a committed relationship for at least one year, at least a year, 
that you've met his family, he's met yours, you've met each other's friends, you've met each other's basic needs, you have the chemistry, the compatibility, the communication, the shared vision for the future, um, and then you want to ask yourself to really look at their behavior. Don't look at your feelings for this, but look at their behavior. Can you count on them to keep you physically and emotionally safe? Mm-hmm. When you're stressed out or hurt or sick, do they provide concern and assistance? Mm-hmm. When you share your thoughts and feelings, do they listen and do they mm-hmm. respond with empathy and care? Mm-hmm. Do you trust them, and can you count on them to keep their word? Do, you want to, do they want to spend time with you? Do they celebrate your wins in life, and do they hold your hand when things are down, and are they financially responsible? Mm. Mm. You know, that's like yeah. the basics. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if, you don't, if one of those things are missing, you know, if they can't be there for you, then what's And it's not your soulmate. Right? better off with a good dog (laughs) yeah yeah all right we're going to take a break and when we come back we're going to continue this conversation about the soulmate and then i'm going to ask ariel is it possible to have more than one soulmate you're listening to the patricia raskin show right here on voice america america's voice my guest is ariel ford the leading personality in the personal growth and contemporary spirituality movement and she's the author of 10 books, including the international bestseller, The Soulmate Secret. And today we're talking about how to turn your mate into your soulmate. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. What voice guides your sexual needs and desires, yours or others? The Sexual Voice with host Jessica Ford is the show to lead you to a happier, healthier, and more fruitful sexual self. Let Jessica help you find your own unique voice to express sexual feelings, gain confidence, and to appreciate your own needs and desires. Listen live every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. There is a sexual voice inside of everyone. Come discover yours. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. My guest is Arielle Ford. Her book is Turn Your, Soul, Turn Your Mate Into Your Soulmate, and the subtitle is A Practical Guide to Happily Ever After. Arielle Ford is a leading personality in the personal growth and contemporary spirituality movement. She is the author of 10 books, including the international bestseller, The Soulmate Secret, Manifest the Love of Your Life with the Law of Attraction. And she's been called the Cupid of Consciousness and the Fairy Godmother of Love. You can log on to thesoulmatesecret.com. And again, the new book we're talking about is Turn Your Mate into Your Soulmate. Welcome back, Arielle. Thank you. All right. So let's answer this question. You've been talking about how you know you're with your soulmate. And you mentioned several things. And you said if one of them off is off, you really should pay attention. So you may want to add to that, but I want to know also, is it possible to have more than one soulmate? Yes, actually, everybody has the potential for multiple soulmates, and many people have multiple soulmates in one lifetime. So you could meet your soulmate, get married, spend 20 years with them, raise a family, and then at year 21, really feel complete with the relationship. Not that anybody's bad or wrong, but it's just done and it's time to move on. So it doesn't mean they weren't your soulmate. It just means that that relationship came with an expiration date and there's another soulmate for you. I personally know one woman who had three soulmates because she outlived the first two. So there's no limit to the amount of love that you can have in a lifetime. And if you think you had a soulmate but they died or you got divorced and there is no more, uh, I just want you to know you're wrong. <laughs> There's yeah. plenty of love for everybody. Well, what I what I like about what you're saying, too, is it takes away some of that guilt and that shame that we have when we, we lose a relationship. You know, it's we think it's our fault. We think it's their fault. And what you're saying is, you know, it may not be anybody's fault. It just was time. Exactly. And quite often it is. And, I mean, if you think about how karmic relationships tend to be, you know, you may have made an agreement with somebody that, you know, we're going to show up on planet Earth together, we're going to have these three kids, we're going to do X, Y, and Z, and then I'm going to go off on my own and you're going to go off on your own and maybe we can still be friends. Maybe nobody has to be at fault. Nobody's to blame. And that's really what I think is possible. Or even if they do something terrible, it may be that that's just perfect for you because now you're freed up to go have your next adventure. So I think any time spent on regret or blame or guilt is wasted energy when you could be focusing on how to have more love in your life. Mm-hmm. So what can you do in your relationship that you're, maybe, maybe you, you, it hasn't come time yet, but you're feeling like your relationship's getting stale. So you want to be in it, but you're, you know, you're a little bored or it just feels stale. What can you do? Well, you know, novelty is one of the greatest things to do is just really change things up. And um, one of the fastest things to do if you really want to kickstart the chemistry back into action is to do something that you and your partner consider life-threatening. 
Hmm. I don't really mean that you put your life at risk, but it's something you're afraid to do. So it could be skydiving, whitewater river rafting, bungee jumping, a big roller coaster, a scary movie, rock climbing, anything that both of you agree would be scary to do together. And then when you do it together and you have this shared experience of a big adrenaline rush, that releases all those feel-good chemicals in your brain that had you fall in love in the first place. So I always tell people, if you're going to do this, you know, book a motel room for the ride home because it'll really uh, kick things into gear. Yeah, which is great. And then you also talk about an intimate exercise that a couple can do with 36 questions. Tell us about that. Yeah, there's a, a psychiatrist named Dr. Arthur Aaron who created this about 30 years ago. And uh, all the questions are in my book, Turn Your Mate into Your Soulmate. And what you do is you sit down with your partner for 90 minutes mm-hmm. and you take turns answering these 36 questions. And they're not hard questions. They're just sort of interesting, different kinds of questions. And then after you've each answered all of them, you hold hands you stare into each other's eyes for two minutes, and quite often what happens is people fall in love again. You know, it's, it just rebuilds this connection, and it's a lot of fun to do. This exercise was actually first created not to reignite love, but to have strangers fall in love with each other. And people Ooh. have actually done this. Two strangers have actually done this and wow. ended up getting married because wow. it's such a bonding thing to do. Wow, and the questions are in your book. Yes, and I I wanted to let everybody know, if you want to get the first three chapters of my book for free, you can just go to soulmatesecret.com and download them. Okay, can you tell us, maybe just give us a a little sneak preview or a teaser of a couple of the questions in those 36 questions. You know, I am actually looking through the book right now, trying to figure out what chapter it was in. Yeah, I'm looking at the book as well. Oh, I got it right here. Okay, I've got it. Great. Okay. Um, let's see. What page given, are you on? Given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? Oh, That's who would you want? Um, I'm on intimacy exercise, page 211. Right. So so I'm asking you, Patricia, if you could have dinner with anyone, oh. would it be? Oh. Um, oh. Oh. <laughs> Well, she's no longer here. I interviewed her. She was so amazing, Maya Angelou. She oh. would, she would, yeah, she was amazing. Um, and someone who's here now, um, you know, maybe Larry King, maybe Barbara Streisand, some people who I think are just really, I'm sure I'll think of more. But, um, yeah. Um, let's see. What was another one in here? Um, I like this one. What is your most treasured memory? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful one. Yeah. For me, it's some of the awards I've won and it's some very special moments I've had with certain people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they just, just come up. Yeah, those are beautiful. They really are. It makes you think more, too. You know, like, yeah. Here's another like to one of my favorite ones. It says, your house containing everything you own catches fire. After saving your loved ones and pets, you have time to safely make a final dash to save any one item. What would it be and why? 
Well, for me, it would either be my hard drive or computer <laughs> because everything's <laughs> on there, but also pictures. Although a lot of the pictures that I have are on the computer, but some of them aren't. So it's tossed between pictures and computer. Hard drive, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Although if, 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 if enough is backed up in the cloud, Ariel, I'd go for the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, so those are those are wonderful. I mean, you could just do those with a friend, right? I mean, you could. Oh yeah, you can do them with anybody, and it's it's a really good conversation starter, you know. If you, and you know, one of the things that that's also a good conversation starter if you're if you're a little um, bored with your marriage right now would be to sit down and think back to when you first met your mate, and what are the things that attracted you to them? What, did, what are the memories that you have that were fun and exciting? What did you notice about them? What drew you to them? What were some of the experiences you had? And write it all out and then write them a very gushing love letter mm. and incorporate a lot of that into that. You know, and then after you've written this beautiful letter, put it inside of a I love you just because card. And leave it somewhere for them to find where you're not going to be around. And that will definitely open up a conversation and, and create some space to be open and loving and vulnerable. It's mm, beautiful. Beautiful. And um, you could do that really anytime, right? Anytime. Not, not anytime. Have you done that, Ariel? Well, you know, we do it all the time, actually. Brian and oh. I are both really good at great emails and little cards and, and letters. In fact, we published a, an e-book of all the love letters we've written to each other over the years with instructions on how to write a good love letter. So it's, it's a big thing for us because, you know, scientifically what they've proven is the more you tell the how you met story and share it with other people, the stronger your love and devotion becomes to your partner. Mm-hmm. Well, because you're reliving it all the time, right? Exactly. You're in it. You're and in it. I say what you put it, yeah. your attention on grows. Yeah. So if you're yeah. focused on all that love and fun, you mm. get more of it. Well, I also have to say that I've, you know, I've seen your pictures on Facebook and I've, you know, looked at the website and it's really, it's beautiful. It's beautiful to watch you and Brian in action. I mean, it's very inspiring. So I, I just wanted to share that the pictures of the two of you are beautiful too. Uh, so. Well, you know, when we got together, you know, we were older and we made a conscious choice that, that our relationship was going to be our number one priority and that we were going to make all our choices and decisions based on not what did Ariel want or what did Brian want, but what would most serve the relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's like a third that, entity, right? It's like yeah. a third entity. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's kind of like, you know, this is the baby that we're going to raise and nurture and take care of. And what does that require as opposed to, you know, what do I want or what does he want? So that's really worked for us. Wonderful. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk more to Ariel about, you know, communication. What are some ways that you can really communicate effectively? And then she has a magic formula for uh, happy, satisfying relationships, and she'll tell you about that too. Ariel, how can people get the book? Um, you know, it's in bookstores. It's on all the online, Amazon, all of that. And as I mentioned before, you can get the first couple of chapters for free at soulmatesecret.com. So it's everywhere. 
All right. My guest is Arielle Ford for the whole hour. She is a leading personality in the personal growth and contemporary spirituality movement. She is the author of 10 books, including the international bestseller, The Soulmate Secret, Manifest the Love of Your Life with the Law of Attraction. And she has certainly done that and is a great example and has gone on to write this book, Turn Your Mate into Your Soulmate. And that's what we're talking about now. Again, uh, you can log on to soulmatesecret.com. Is there another website too, Ariel, or is that the website? That's it. That's the main website. Soulmatesecret.com. All right, stay tuned, folks. There's more right here on the Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. You've heard of good things coming in packages. Well, maybe there's a little more to that saying. But when you think about it, packaging is one of the most important things that can represent your business. Tune into Ditch the Box with host David Marinak. Each week, we'll discuss flexible packaging, marketing, sales, and how it all comes together in one container. Lower costs, increased margins. Listen to the show. It might just save you a ton. Ditch the Box is heard live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. You count. Tune into Inner Revolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Inner Revolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. My guest for the whole hour is Arielle Ford, and she is a relationship expert, speaker, blogger for The Huffington Post, and producer and host of Evolving Wisdom's Art of Love series. She's a gifted writer and author of 10 books, including the international bestseller, The Soulmate Secret, Manifest the Love of Your Life with the Law of Attraction. Arielle has been called the Cupid of Consciousness and the Fairy Godmother of Love. And her newest book that we're talking about now is Turn Your Mate into Your Soulmate. 
A Practical Guide to Happily Ever After. And you can log on to soulmatesecret.com. Welcome back, Arielle. Thank you. Okay, let's talk about, you have kind of a magic formula for having a happy, satisfying relationship. And you have several C words here, like chemistry and connection. Talk about that. Yeah, so the formula is really chemistry, connection, compatibility, and communication. You know, the chemistry will go up and down depending on how things are and aging and all of that. The connection is something you should never be losing. So if you don't have a strong connection with somebody before you marry them, uh, that may be a sign that they're not the one for you. Communication, thank God, is easily learned, and it's not that hard. And the compatibility is, you know, you want to choose somebody that you can be best friends with for the rest of your life, that you can go through the ups and downs of life with. So that's really sort of the formula. And the thing that enhances all of that is wearing rose-colored glasses. And there was a, a psychologist at the University of Buffalo who actually did a study on couples who consciously choose to wear rose-colored glasses. And what they found is those couples have happier, longer, more satisfying marriages. And the reason is when you're wearing rose-colored glasses, you're always looking for what's right instead of looking for what's wrong. Yes. And when you pick apart those three or four things that are wrong enough, right, that will really turn a relationship sour. Correct? Yeah, because we all want to be loved and accepted for exactly who we are. And none of us is perfect, nor will we ever be perfect. And what tends to happen is women are like heat-seeking missiles, constantly looking for what's wrong or what could be better, what could be fixed, as opposed to just loving and accepting the one they're with. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't ask for changes or improvements, Generally, they don't know how to ask, and I'll give you an example. So let's say um, one of your husband's chores is to take the garbage out every Sunday night, and you've now been married 27 years, and every night, every Sunday night at 10 o'clock, you still have to remind him to take out the garbage, or you still have to remind him 15 times, and you're highly annoyed about the whole thing, and you're always, Sunday nights are your bitching, moaning, screaming nights. Can't you finally take out the garbage? You're so annoyed with him. So here's how you fix that. And the fix is so easy, it's ridiculous. The next time he takes out the garbage, even if you had to ask 50 times, when he comes in the back door, all you do is you walk over to him, you give him a hug, and you whisper in his ear, you are my hero. I am so grateful that you took out that stinky, smelly garbage. Now I don't have to see it or touch it or smell it, and I get to feel like the queen that I am. I love you. And walk wow. away. Wow. Now, what, what have been results that people, when people say they've done that, what do they say to you? What are the, they what never are the responses? have to ask again, you know, because wow. men don't want to be told what to do. And when you're harping on them, you become big mama and they tune you out, which is why you don't get what you want. But if you use a sweet, nice tone of voice, you tell them why you need it done, like what it actually does for you, because the truth is men can't be happy unless we're happy. Mm. But they won't work on making you happy when you're bitching at them. 
you have to use a really sweet tone of voice. And you have to explain to them why it's important to you. Not why it's important to anybody else, but what it's going to do for you. And then you've got to really acknowledge and appreciate them every time they do it. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to just thank him the first Sunday night he takes out the garbage. Every Sunday night when he comes back in, whisper in his ear, I love you, you're my hero. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. All right, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about one aspect of relationship we haven't talked about yet. The juicy one, <laughs> sex. Yeah. So the, the question I have here is what if, you know, one partner has a bigger appetite than the other? What do you do with that? Well, that's normal. That's what happens. It's like those are some of those irreconcilable differences, you know, and what's a creative solution? You know, um, I've talked to all the experts about this, and and one of the the ones I like best is Alison Armstrong, who says, you know what, you don't always have to be in the mood for sex. You know, let's say your husband has a stronger sex drive, and he really wants to have sex, and you don't have the time or energy to do it, but you want him to be happy, just tell him, you know what, meet me me in the laundry room for a three-minute quickie. Hmm. You know? Now, are you going to have the greatest sex of your life? No. But are you going to be happy because you could accommodate him and make him happy? Yes. You know, John Gray makes the distinctions between, you know, quickie sex and gourmet sex. Yes. You know, maybe you only want to have gourmet sex once a week or twice a month, you know, but your husband wants a little bit more and more often. You know, is it going to kill you to, you know, make him happy? You know, so it's, it's about coming up with creative solutions that work for both of you, not like, put, you know, not like, oh, my God, I need to take a shower. I've got to put on laundry. We've got to go in the bedroom. got to light some candles. There may be other solutions, but you've got to, you know, get creative and then talk about it and then, you know, look to see how can this be a win-win. You know, just like he probably doesn't want to take out the garbage, but he knows what it means to you and it makes you happy, and he's willing to do it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, as you said, it's being cre- It's also wanting to be there for the other person, right? Isn't that part of kind of being there, caring? It's showing that you care, even if you're not into it as much. Yeah, I mean, we all do things we're not into that much for friends and family. Why not the person we're married to? You know, I don't love watching cable news and politics. I don't. I'm not that interested. But the truth is, my husband is a political news junkie. And I am his major audience. And he likes to have big conversations about what's going on in the world. So since I'm his key audience, I have learned to tolerate a lot of... I'm like the most overly informed person you know (laughs) on this subject. You know, he's not that interested in some of the things that I do for a living in terms of the marketing stuff, you know. But when I want to run ideas past him or I want to share things with him, he will sit there and be engaged with me. Now, are we both having the best time ever? No, but that's what you do. You go all in. Now, you don't have to have all the same hobbies and do all the same things together. But if this is your best friend, lover, soulmate, partner for life then you need to let them know that. Um, John Gottman, who I mentioned earlier, one of the things he talks about is what he calls bidding. So he has this thing in his office called the marriage lab where he and his wife have been observing couples for over 30 years, and he can now predict within 95% accuracy based on observing how a couple argues 
whether or not they'll still be married in three years. Yeah. I think and there was something on television about that. I think yeah, there was a segment. He's yeah, very so, famous. He's a very famous researcher. Mm. So what he says is the couples that stay together are always bidding each other. So what that means is that when Brian says to me, oh, I want to talk to you about ABC, I put down my iPad or my smartphone or whatever it is I'm doing. I physically turn my body towards him. I look at him and I stay present for the conversation Mm -hmm. as opposed to pretending to be listening while I'm texting somebody. So you're bidding them. Now, the way he can see when it's not going to work is when, you know, somebody's rolling their eyes and being Mm -hmm. uh, sarcastic or being defensive or stonewalling are all signs that you're not engaged, you're not being present. So being an emotionally mature adult is absolutely critical to having a happy marriage because we all sometimes, like I don't always want to talk politics. You know, and sometimes I'll say to him, you know what, I just can't do it right now, but give me 15 minutes and I'll, I'll clear the decks and I'll come talk to you about this. this you know, great. sometimes I'll do that. But, you know, he doesn't always want to talk to me about the things that I'm interested in, but he'll be there for me because we're committed to being each other's biggest cheerleaders. Mm. And that's, yeah, that's all part. That's all part of it. And we're going to take a break and we come back. We're going to talk more about this communication part that Ariel is speaking about, you know, this five-step process for effective communication. And Ariel, you've been demonstrating that when you talk about how you listen, you know, for Brian when he wants, you know, when he needs you and when you want to be there for him. But we're going to go into this five-step process right after the break. And again, my guest is Arielle Ford. She's a leading personality in the personal growth and contemporary spirituality movement. For the past 25 years, she's been living, teaching, and promoting consciousness through all forms of media. She's a relationship expert, speaker, blogger for the Huffington Post, and producer and host of Evolving Wisdom's Art of Love series. She's the author of 10 books, including the international bestseller, The Soulmate Secret, Manifest the Love of Your Life with the Law of Attraction. She's been called the Cupid of Consciousness and the Fairy Godmother of Love. And we are talking about her newest book, Turn Your Mate into Your Soulmate, A Practical Guide to Happily Ever After. And when we come back, we'll talk about a a very strong five-step process you can use for communication with your mate and with anyone. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com. America's Voice will be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Where are you getting your advice on buying, selling, or maintaining your most important asset, your home? Is it from a reality show on cable TV, a comparison website, or are you just flying by the seat of your pants and gut instinct? Stop now before you make another move. Tune into Real Real Estate Today with host and realtor Deb Tomorrow. You can't afford to play guesswork when it comes to your new or existing home. Listen every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety. A wave of change is happening in our world now. A new feminine way of leadership is emerging. Yet this is not about women taking over. 
This rise of the feminine is helping men too. Join host Gina Lazenby, award-winning businesswoman, best-selling author, and speaker on feminine wisdom as she reports on the rise of the feminine with inspiring stories of women who are coming into their own and finding their unique purpose. Tune in and join this conversation in the rise of the feminine each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, The Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hi everyone we are back you are listening to the patricia raskin show and i'm patricia raskin Right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. We're in our 14th year on Voice America. My guest is Arielle Ford. She's a leading uh, personality in the spiritual contemporary movement and also personal growth. She, for the past 25 years, has been living and teaching and promoting consciousness through all forms of media. She's a gifted writer. She's the author of 10 books, including the international bestseller, The Soulmate Secret, Manifest the Love of Your Life with the Law of Attraction. And she's been called the Cupid of Consciousness, the Fairy Godmother of Love. And we're talking about her newest book, Turn Your Mate into Your Soulmate, A Practical Guide to Happily Ever After. Welcome back, Arielle. Thank you. Okay, let's talk about, you've been talking about how you effectively communicate with your husband, Brian. How you listen, how you're there, how you put down the smartphone and the computer, or you come back so that you can be there. Now, let's talk about this five-step process that we can use with our spouses and with anyone. Okay, so what you first want to do is create a climate for a loving, respectful, and kind conversation. So that doesn't begin with somebody shouting, we have to talk, right? Saying to somebody, we have to talk, is a threat. You know, it's it's a very scary thing. So um, what you want to do is is really personalize it. So I'm going to just create a little scenario. Let's say um, Brian and I go to a party. And while we're at the party, we're talking to Sue and Bob. And Brian says something that I can't even believe that he said that has me embarrassed and humiliated. And rather than rip him a new one with Sue and Bob standing there and going crazy, I don't say anything. And I don't say anything on the drive home because it's late and we're tired, and I do believe that you can go to bed angry. I don't believe you should start a big conversation at midnight when people are exhausted. But the next morning when I wake up, I might say to him, do you have 10 minutes sometime today to talk to me? I'm having a problem with something that I really need your help with. Mm. Okay? 
very, very neutral, no accusations. And he'll say, oh, yeah, why don't we go for a quick walk after lunch at 1 o'clock, okay? So we go for this walk, and I, sit, and I start the conversation saying, you know, Brian, I really know how much you love me. And I know that you would never, ever consciously say or do anything to upset me or embarrass me or humiliate me. But last night when we were at Sue and Bob, with Sue and Bob, and you said ABC, I really felt XYZ. And I just needed to share that with you. So, so, Ariane, you set it up. You don't just jump in. You set that up. Right, so then he has the opportunity to go, oh my God, I didn't realize that, I'm so sorry, of course I never meant that, I'll never, you know, whatever that is. So that's one thing to realize, because, you know, chances are your spouse doesn't wake up in the morning saying, gee, I wonder how I can make Patricia crazy today, what can I do to really ruin her day? But often we live like they do that. You know, we live like people are out to get us, and it's not true. So then the other part of it, the five-step process, is that we really need to learn how to be good listeners when our partner needs to talk to us. So the first step is to listen without interrupting. Really just sit and listen. And then the second step is to act as a mirror. So when they stop talking, you repeat back to them what you heard as accurately as possible, and you say, did I get that, and is there more? Okay. You know, and then if they say some more, then you summarize, and you ask again, did I get it all? And then you validate what they said. You don't have to agree with it. But you validate it. You say, what you said makes sense to me. So it doesn't mean that you agree. It just lets them know that you understand. And then the final step is to empathize. Let them know that you can imagine that if you were in their position, how they might be feeling. You could say, like, oh, I understand you might be feeling hurt and scared and angry, whatever that is. So then they really feel heard, and you have this safe place to have a dialogue. But then you can say, I understand that, but this is my perspective, correct? And, and share how you feel. Yeah, of course. You know, but you want to remember that this is, this is your best friend. You want to be really loving and kind, not accusing and making assumptions. You know, and you want to talk from an I-feeling space. You know, it's like, yes, I understand that your intention was to say blah, 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 but how it landed for me and how I feel now about it is this, you know, can we agree that in the future we'll do ABC or whatever it is? So when you have these conversations, you don't want to do it in the heat in the moment. You want to get yourself to a place of neutral. You want to get to a place where you remember, oh, this is my friend, you know, this is somebody I care about and, and we want to work things out together. So that's a learned skill. Most of us didn't witness this growing up with our parents. You know, so you you can practice it with your friends. Yeah. There's good communication skills to use with your spouse, but also in business, personally, with anybody. With anybody at all. I I actually used to work with a guy who had a a really sort of twisted version of this. Um, He would, whenever he would say to me, you know how much I love you? 
I knew mm-hmm. there was a shitload of stuff coming after. <laughs> you know, I knew something nasty was coming after. You know how much I love you because he was very passive aggressive. So you don't you don't, you don't want to be passive aggressive either. <laughs> All right. Well, we're almost out of time, but I wanted to say I'd love you to give us your closing thoughts. But there is something that you wrote that we haven't talked about yet, and I love this sentence. You say, "Ask yourself this question: Is it more painful to stay?" Or is it more painful to go? And I think that's powerful, Ariel. And then give us some closing thoughts. Yeah, you know, if, if you're on the fence and you don't know, what I would recommend is that you read my book, <laughs> Turn Your Mate Into Your yeah. Soulmate, and you commit for six months to do the small, easy 16 exercises in there, to really give it your all, to really explore and see, is there any life left in this relationship? And you don't necessarily have to have your partners buy in to do it with you. Mm. You know, one person can make a difference. Because if you start to change and, and be more open and more loving and more kind, they will automatically begin responding in a better way. You know, and if at the end of six months you feel like you've really tried hard and it is more painful to stay, then, of course, that's what there is for you to do. All right. But if you decide to stay, then read Ariel's book because if you practice those 16 exercises, it will enhance your relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. Wonderful. Closing thoughts. What do you want to leave our listeners with? You know, I want to tell you a really brief story. So... There was a woman in one of my workshops who stood up and said that she was thinking about leaving her husband because even though they'd been together for 16 years, she was a perfectionist. She liked her house clean and orderly and spotless, but that he was just such a slob, and no matter what she did, it wasn't changing. The only good thing was is that he worked out of state two weeks of every month, and while he was gone, the house was clean, and she felt like it was her house. So I said to her, you know, her name was Stephanie, and I said, do you have a dog? And she said, yes. And I said, does your dog shed? She said, yes. I said, what do you do when the dog sheds? She said, I vacuum up after him. And I said, well, do you love your dog? And she got really quiet. And then she said, oh, my God, my husband sheds. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, she realized, like, just like her dog's nature is to shed and he can't do anything about it, that was also her husband's nature, and she had just been trying to change something that was unchangeable. And I called her a year after this happened to find out how things were going, and she said they'd never been more in love, they'd never been more Wonderful. happier once she let go of her perfectionism, and that he quit his out-of-state job so he could work from home and they could be together more often. Oh, that's terrific. Well, Ariel, thank you so much for being on the program. Oh, you're just- so welcome. Yeah, it was great. Ariel Ford, author of The Soulmate Secret, international best-selling author. Buy this new book, folks. Turn your mate into your soulmate and have a wonderful relationship. The Practical Guide to Happily Ever After. Again, thank you, Ariel. Oh, thank you. All right. Uh, folks, you've been listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. Log on to soulmatesecret.com. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 